This is The Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilies and Alan Nunez. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Greg and I today for The Real Magic Design Podcast, where we unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing designs. Amazing. Amazing designs and work together to make design that is profitable. I am Alan from Pixel Partners HQ, and here is my co-host, who you just heard before, Greg from Studio One Design. Yeah, you got me in a chuckly, laughing mood. How are you, dude? Oh, look, we had a little bit of fun before we hit record, didn't we? And it just <laughs> carried into the intro. And, you know, I always say it, you know, we could have this pre-recorded, but it gets us in the right mindset for talking to you, our listener. You know, we have a lot of fun with this. We're really passionate. And and I love starting with that because it just, you know, it gets me gets me charged and it feels in a couple of minutes man which is really good if it's going to be a short episode you know <laughs> yeah but it's not is it never is <laughs> mate we're uh, we're continuing our series on traffic the traffic and conversion summit uh, before we get into today's topic what have you been up to brother well branding so you, you know obviously i talk about a bit that we're really shifting more into showcasing our branding and we're just working on our folio for our branding showcases and they're super ex- I mean I'm super excited but it's like just world class presentations so yeah that should be out in a in a couple of weeks it's actually really funny you say that because we're focusing more on product work right yeah. so what I've actually done recently is I've gone back through the last 12 months worth of of jobs that we've done and I've just started collating them together exactly for the same reason you know to, to create some galleries and some portfolios and things like that mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes when you're working on these jobs, you go, yeah, yeah, they look good. Yeah. When you look back, you think, wow, you know, there's some really spectacular work there. And, and, and it's a, it gives you a sense of pride, doesn't it? Oh, it does, mate. Yeah, big time. Yeah, because, like, and, you know, we've got a lot of clients that are on our designer on tap thing and we do multiple projects for them. I don't actually see a lot of them because they just deal directly with my team. But, yeah, now that we're putting this together, I'm finally seeing everything that we've been designing for each client. And, and yeah, when it's presented in this way, man, it's, it's yeah, pretty impressive. So There's just a tip for business owners too is that sometimes you get a little bit of industrial blindness. Mm. You know, you forget... You know, people get into uh, price competitive markets and they forget about what they're really delivering. And, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of taking a step back and looking at what you've done for people and the solutions that you've provided and, and really putting that into context for a potential prospect or customer and making sure that, that uh, they know what you do. You know, I think, Sometimes we get it. I mean, look, designers and photographers, we're, we're kind of good at that. We, we show off our work. But I think a lot of other business owners forget to showcase, forget to have case studies, forget to really toot their own horn, you know, and, and tell people how good they are. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, showcase yourself. Yeah, properly. for yeah. sure. Cool, for dude. Sure. All right. Well, do you wanna, are you ready to get stuck in? Let, let's do it. All right, so we're talking about communication marketing that sells millions, right? So, huh? Huh? What? 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 Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Do you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah, well, look, we're just going to talk about different ways of communication, right? So, you know, to, to do marketing. So, really, we're going to talk about Messenger, which is one of the ways. 
We're going to talk a little bit about chatbots and we're going to talk about email, which is not dead. Yeah, yeah. So what we're talking about is in this digital age of social media and all this sort of stuff that it's still good to have one-on-one communications or or, uh, one-on-one communications with customers to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, you can put a lot of automation into this as well, but... Really, you know, if you think about getting a, a new lead and you don't really keep them warm, you could lose them. So having these different ways of communicating to them consistently, if they don't take action or even if they do, and there's, you know, certain things you can do if they do take action, like a, uh, you know, like a testimonial follow-up automated sequence and things like that. But the point is, yeah, communication in marketing, A, will help you get sales, which is really like the awareness side of it. It'll help you keep customers which is really the retention side of it and you know it it helps with your brand as well if you're constantly communicating just to keep your brand top of mind even if they aren't purchasing now they'll be ready in the future if they are ready in the future they'll think of your brand first nice yeah cool so where do we start what are we gonna are we gonna talk about email messenger messenger (laughs) messenger there you go messenger okay so so you're talking facebook messenger here so yeah one-to-one chat messaging yeah, exactly. And I just wanted to sort of talk briefly through a few points that Ezra, you know, made on stage. Ezra Firestone from smartmarketer.com, uh, you know, absolute legend in the e-commerce space, runs multiple e-commerce businesses, you know, $25 million a year, just, you know, smashing it, right? But he loves to share and you know, how awesome is that? He loves to share with his audience, anybody, whether they pay him or not, what he learns in his e-commerce businesses. And yeah, he's really good. He's at the top of his game. So one of the things that he mentioned was that 15 to 30% of your income should be reinvested in amplifying your brand. Right. So yeah, he has a really interesting perspective on this, you know, but, but I think he's the advantage that he has, and this is what we can all learn from Ezra is that everything he does converts. So by reinvesting, what he's actually doing is he is amplifying. So he's taking something that work and he's just putting more and more and more into it to grow it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so he breaks it down into, so out of that 15 or 30% of your income of your business income, he says 50% should be spent on awareness, uh, 40% on retargeting, and 6% on uh, loyalty sales, and 4% on loyalty customers. All right, so nice. So that's his little. That's his formula. His little formula of how yeah. to to reinvest your marketing dollars for for lack of a better word yeah exactly and you know a lot of it is to do with like like you're saying awareness like that's just brand awareness you know so he has multiple um, automated sequences for his ad campaigns and things like that but yeah a lot of it is really just getting in front of a targeted audience and introducing your brand to them and they do that by just uh, offering value first you know they're not trying to get a sale at all they're just trying to provide value and put the brand in front of their target audience which is really smart that's 50 percent of his ad spend will go towards that yeah the nice thing is though that all his because uh, I know what a lot of businesses are saying on the other side of the headphones right now. They're going, I don't have the money to take 50% of my spend just to make random people aware of my brand, right? But but let me just say, firstly, with the example of Ezra, even his brand awareness work has an opportunity for people to buy, right? So yeah, yeah. what he's doing is he's not saying, hey, buy this product, 
right? What he's saying is, hey, here's some really great information from my brand personally to you. And it's really attractive. It gets people onto his lists. It allows him to retarget to them. It allows him, him to segment them and continue marketing to them. So that, that has a purpose for a start. It's not just a, you know, an airy fairy, here is my brand kind of scenario. Yeah, good point. And, yeah. And also, too, on all his brand awareness stuff, there is the ability to buy. So he gets conversions to sales from his brand awareness stuff. Most definitely, most definitely. And so, yeah, to give you an example, so he'll send people to what he calls a pre-sale page, right? And on that pre-sale page, it's essentially educating. He'll start off with one particular target market that has one problem, and then he will give information about solving that problem, educating people on, you know, whatever the solution is to that problem. And it'll be a really long kind of sales, I mean, you know, pre-sale page. And then at the bottom of the page, he'll have his products as a solution as well, right? And then he doesn't ask you to buy them though. He'll just offer to give you a coupon code, right? So then that collects your email. You can buy them if you really want to, but he's, that's not the goal of that page. The goal is to capture an email address, right? So... Um, or at least, you know, put a pixel on their site through re retargeting so that even if they don't give you an email address, they can obviously, you know, follow them around with ads from that point on. So, but yeah, the coupon code, he, he won't have a direct... And targeted ads too, because he, yeah. because he knows exactly what the person has looked at. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And for instance, if there's a, and one tip he gave was, you know, putting uh, Facebook embedded videos on your website... Um, will help, you know, instead of, let's say, Wistia or YouTube or, or Vimeo or whatever, put an actual Facebook video embed code on your website because then the Facebook marketing campaigns know, knows how far into that video that each prospect has watched and then you can tweet your campaign based on the percentage. Yeah, that is very, very cool. And I think that's a that's a conversation for a, for a whole other uh, episode. But essentially what you're saying is, is that this so-called awareness campaign really is about finding targeted customers and, and knowing where in the cycle they are. The opportunity is there. The hints are there if they want to buy straight away. But really what you're trying to do is then move them into the next stage, which is retargeting, getting them to buy, and then have keeping them as loyal customers, right? Spot on, spot on, yeah. And so what we're talking, what we've talked about so far is really just general marketing principles. But what Ezra does is, you know, he's using Messenger to put these things out there. So Messenger is, and what he's saying, you really, like now's the time to get into Messenger marketing, right? Because there's only really one year remaining before Messenger becomes too expensive compared to what it is now. I mean, unless you've got a higher ticket item and unless you're really concentrating on the lifetime value of the customer, but yeah, for low end prices of, of products, it's, it's now affordable, but it will become really expensive really quickly. And then marketers will just overuse it and people will, you know, probably go to another platform. I think there's going to be room for messenger marketing into the future, but where it heads, how much it's going to cost, whether Facebook is going to be, you know, monetizing this in astronomical ways, no one's really going to know. I, th I think the big advantage to messenger is it is a far more direct way to communicate than emails yeah. today. That's right, yeah. And like at the moment, I'd say a lot of us, when we see a brand in our Messenger app, 
then it's kind of, to me, I'm curious. It's like, okay, how did they know? And, you know, obviously I'm a marketer, so I kind of got a rough idea, but um, I like to see what they're doing in there as well. So I learned from it, you know, but I would say at this point, it's, there's, there's a lot of curiosity. And I would say at some point in the near future, it will be flooded with ads and things in Messenger, but I don't think we're there yet. No, no, not yet. And, and I think if, if people respect the platform, then, you know, we could have a long, healthy communication with customers on on messenger yeah i think the other thing will be is people will start you know unsubscribing essentially if, if it gets too noisy so yeah so really i mean he's saying to think of messenger as sort of a cross between email and texting text messages you know what i mean so it's more conversational than than you know like email is you know here's a kind of a story and or product images whatever and take them off to to a page where this is really just trying to you know start a conversation and look more natural like a conversation and like you're trying to help them essentially. Yeah, and it's instant like a text message. So most people pay attention, well, they will pay more attention to a ping from their Messenger app than they will from their email. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, then, yeah, he talked about F-commerce, which is, you know, integrated social commerce. So people can go and instead of sending people off to your your website, you can actually purchase through the actual, you know, Messenger app, which is starting to happen, but I don't think it's on a large scale just yet. No, but if you, if you actually have a look at what is happening in places like China, mm-hmm. where their social media platforms are becoming the e-commerce platforms, you know. The question is whether or not our e-commerce platforms here in the West become more more social or whether the social media platforms become more of a commerce platform. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so Ezra went on to say that it will actually replace websites, SMS, email, and all forms of marketing. Now, I disagree, right? (laughs) Because, you know, like, honestly, if you don't have your own asset, which could be an email list or could be a a website, and you've got everything on one of these third-party services, they own it, not you. You know what I mean? So... It's something that is not a smart strategy to concentrate just on, you know, one of these third-party channels. You need your own asset. You need your own website. I get what Ezra's trying to say, right? Because if you look at the way some other countries are developing where, you know, they haven't had access to high-end business websites and a lot of the marketing tools, again, that we might have in the West. I mean, the Philippines is a great example. Businesses don't have waste – they don't have – Websites, they use Facebook, right? They don't SMS, they use Messenger, right? And the reality is, is that, you know, I think it will become, yeah, places like this will become the, the, the shopping malls of the future. And whether it's going to replace it or become a primary place of business is, is I think, what he's alluding to. Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay, but does Ezra have a website? Yes, he does for every one of his brands, right? And he will continue to have that because it's essentially something that you can sell in the future. Now, yes, you can get sales through this and it could be your main source of income. But what I'm suggesting is that if you have a website as well as all these other things, that's your core asset that you own and it's not relying on a third-party app like, you know, like Messenger. Yeah, look, absolutely agree, right? Like, I, I, I agree with you that, you know, these other platforms need to be considered. I just think it's a really interesting future. If you have a look at, uh, again, what China's doing with things like WeChat and the other platforms available there, 
that that is seemingly the future. So app-based and larger social platform-based juggernauts that will become the place where people do a lot more of their interaction. And I think what will happen is your back end might still be your website and your website will be there just, you know, like you've always had but you'll be having more of the conversations on these platforms. You'll be having more of your transactions being done on the platforms, yeah, you know. So, you know, sure. it's really interesting. But I, I think, at the, you know, to, to sort of sum up, right, we, we went off on a few different tangents there as to what Ezra was talking about. But really, you know, what Ezra is saying is if you're a business owner, go and look at how you can do marketing through Messenger and find out how to start these one-on-one conversations with your customers. Would you agree? A hundred percent, yeah. And look, Ezra is always at the forefront of testing the latest techniques of marketing, right? And yeah, Messenger is what he's really concentrating on at the moment. And if Ezra is doing it, then you should be looking at it as well because Ezra knows what he's doing. And by the way, so Ezra gave out his slides for people. And this is really cool because... If you go to this link, smartmarketer.com forward slash TCS18, you can get Ezra's slides, right? But he does it in a way that's going to educate you. It's actually sending you to a messenger app link and you continue as your name if you're logged into Facebook. So you can see how Ezra is using uh, messenger for marketing and look let me say if you're interested in this go to smartmarketer.com sign up to ezra's email list and go to some of his webinars because he t- he shows step by step exactly what he does in his businesses with this type of messenger marketing and he gives it away freely so you know there's nothing hidden or underhanded no. yes ezra has services that he sells and you can join his community and learn more but if you just want to find out he will give that information out freely on a webinar yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah so and that's yeah that's ezra for you he's so generous and and so super talented and he's a smart marketer.com <laughs> check out his website <laughs> all right next all right. thing so who's next on your your list of 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 notes yeah well look uh, to be honest i didn't really see much of this presentation but it was about chatbots on messenger right so you know we're talking many chat and chat fuel and there's quite a few out there but the, just a few notes that i got from molly Pittman, who was the speaker on stage talking about about chatbots on Messenger. She was pretty much saying that you want to use Messenger to engage with the conversation with your audience, right? Sorry, engage with your audience in a conversational manner in the place that they're already hanging out. And that's a really good point, you know, depending on where your target market is, they might be on Messenger, they might not, but if they are, then, you know, and there's more and more people that are on there lately, if you can put your messages in front of them and start a conversation with them, then that's a really smart place if they're already hanging out there. Yeah, look, definitely. You know, that that's a that's a basic principle of, of marketing, isn't it? You know, yeah. go and put your message where your customers are. You know, it's 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 pretty simple stuff. I think I don't know how deep I want to go into chatbots in this episode. I think we just need to tell people that they exist and they should look at them. I think chatbot technology is evolving so crazy fast and the stuff that's coming in the near future where, you know, a chatbot could be triggered to have a conversation with you based on so many different things. So, you know, where you are. Uh, what time of day it is. Like imagine if you had a coffee shop and you could have a chatbot pick up that one of your prospective customers was, you know, 
one or two kilometers from your cafe on the way to work in the morning, perfect coffee time, and you could send them a coupon to say, hey, pop in for a coffee this morning and we'll give you 10% off, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. the, the potential is absolutely, you know, epic for, for what what is possible with chatbots. But I think the point is that you can have a conversation with a customer and you don't have to sit there and have the conversation. Exactly, yeah. And look, I would highly recommend checking out ManyChat because there's a lot of really smart automation that you can do uh, through ManyChat. And it's probably at the moment, you know, one of the best, fastest growing tools out there for for Messenger. So check that out. But yeah, fundamentally, you know, the, the bits that I got from Molly was just giving people a, a different option other than emails. She's saying email is crowded, um, which it is, but at the same time, you know, it's still highly, highly effective. And even Ezra says that it still equates to about a third of his uh, sales. So highly effective. But yeah, it's just another channel. And really, overall, Messenger is way more conversational and you can use bots to start the conversation and and really pick it up, you know, after you've sort of um, sorted out, uh, you know, the, the relevant leads that are going to be hot, essentially. Yeah, so check out ManyChat and work again. I mean, I think chatbots are only good if you start to understand messenger marketing. I yeah. think that's kind of, they tie in really closely together. And if you start to explore messenger marketing, you're going to inevitably go down the, the chatbot discovery path. Yeah, spot on. Cool. All right, so let's move to email because like we just mentioned, it's not dead. <laughs> does, you know, equate to a lot of percentage of a lot of businesses' uh, sales and, you know, even mine just recently like i said last week that you know where we used um, email for a marketing campaign didn't send them to a sales page or anything like that literally just send them to a you know a form essentially and yeah it was all done through email it was just three emails had a bit of a deadline funnel associated to it and yeah it, it works so but yeah as we're saying it can it contributes to 30 percent of his sales which is huge when you're talking millions of dollars right so uh, depending on the size of your business, it, it could mean that, you know, it could mean it, it could contribute to a significant revenue boost, right? So, yeah, so realistically, what Ezra's saying, and he's got a, you know, a few different funnels there, but yeah, you really need to concentrate on building a list for broadcast emails. And then also when you get people on your list, not only do you do broadcast emails, which are just emails that you might have at any, any random time. And most of them are, uh, you know, educational, could be to buy products with scarcity attached, all that sort of thing. But then there's another side of it, which is having automated sequences to turn cold leads into warm leads. And once again, most of it's through education. Okay, so it's kind of two ways that you can approach it. One is a broadcast and one is having automated sequences. Yeah, and look, you know, I hate to say it, but email is just something so many businesses just do wrong. You know, it's it's that they think of it as a sales flyer or a or a discount brochure that they can put in somebody's email box, just like they might have put into somebody's mailbox in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think if you if you listen carefully to Ezra, you know, he does a lot where he's just communicating value, right? And the communication of value alludes to hints to his product being the solution, but he doesn't necessarily on a regular, sorry, his primary purpose when he's communicating is not to shove his product down your throat. That's right. Right. And then strategically, he will make really good offers. So he'll load up on 
value, 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 value. And then he'll say, hey, listen, by the way, just as an extra bit of value, buy one, get one free or whatever the offer might be. I'm doing this for 24 hours and people will convert. You know, people go, oh, finally, you know, I've got an opportunity to to get this product. I've been thinking about it. Now there's a discount. I'll become a customer. Yep. Spot on. Yeah. Now, Ezra, you know, what he's talking about here is mainly his e-commerce business because he does have service business as well. He coaches businesses in e-commerce. But yeah, so realistically, this structure that I'm about to give you is for for an e-commerce. You can, you know, use it for a service business, but I would say this is generally too image heavy for a service business and would suit e-commerce more. But so saying at the top of the email, have your logo because like he's, he's really all about brand awareness, right? So you must have your logo and then uh, your main message, your main marketing message or USP, you know, what makes you guys unique essentially, right? So have that front and center at the top of the email. By the way, your emails need to be responsive so you know they can be viewed on any screen size. But then you want to have your headline and then underneath that, the subheadline. Usually a subheadline is more important than the headline. Uh, and this will be the headline topic of the email, right? But you know, whatever that is, the subheadline really just gives the headline more, more emphasis. And then you want to have an image and a call to action and then a button call to action and then a, a text link underneath the button call to action just in case people's images don't load when when they you know depend on their um, their email service provider sometimes images don't load or people have them turned off so you want to have a text link as well as an image which is a really important tip and then he says you have the body content which could be as long as you need it to be it could be a story and then it could be educational and then you have your your general signature and then he says, have your main call to action again, and then have links to your social media. And then reminder, I thought this was really clever, a reminder of your value proposition, and you embed your unsubscribe link amongst that value proposition. Yeah, yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a really great checklist or template, I think, for an email. And, and you're right, it, it, it is probably leaning more towards e-commerce, but let me tell you, you know, just having a look at that structure, it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. It sort of ticks a lot of the boxes of, you know, the old copywriting formulas that you might use when you were writing a, a written letter, done in email. So there's no reason why that couldn't be modified for any business, whether it be service or product-based. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, however, I would say generally speaking, if you're sending one email, you would just have one link. And I know, you know, it's more effective if you do that. You know, we had Mark Penny on our podcast talking about, you know, email deliverability rates and things like that. He's an Infusionsoft expert. In fact, he's my Infusionsoft expert and he's awesome. But yeah, point is that if you have one uh, link in your email, it's going to convert better than multiple. And Ezra's approach might have multiple and, and e-commerce um, emails tend to have multiple offers and, and images and you know product choices. So yeah, I would say it's this structure was sort of more focused towards uh, you know towards e-commerce. Uh, it'd be interesting to split test. I think you should. <laughs> I think you should just you know look at the end of the day. This is just a suggestion from somebody yeah. who's using it in e-commerce. And it, and it works. That's right. right. So, yeah. you know, there's no harm in testing it either way. Um, any other sort of tips about what you could, like, what you could put in as far as content on the email that might be helpful for the consumer? Yeah, well, he's just saying, I mean, you can also add, you know, past content or stories in the footer of the email. You know, he says they do get clicked on as well, which is really cool. But, yeah, I don't know. To me, 
look, and Ezra's the champ at this, right? It's just my opinion, but I would still stick to one call to action and then send them off to the landing page that has other things on there, for instance. I'm sorry, I won't say landing page. It could be a, an educational page, but you might have a sidebar with these other things on there, past stories and things like that, right? But yeah, he's saying, you know, use multimedia formats, you know, images, videos, could have audio in there, all that sort of thing. Yeah, really good tip here actually saying broadcast between 6am and 9am. They You'll get way more opens and clicks than if you send it at night time. Absolutely. And a lot of broadcast solutions now have like a time zone manager for when you broadcast. So you can say, I want to broadcast this at 8am the local time of my customer and the broadcast system will work out what the local time is. And if they're in Australia, it'll broadcast it at 8am in Australia. And if they're in New Zealand, it'll be 8am in New Zealand and 8am in the US, which I, I think that's a, that's a huge tip. I mean, I've, I, yeah, 95% of email broadcasts that I've sent for myself or for clients will go out in that 6am to 9am time window. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And also then he, he sort of talked about running a, you know, a campaign. He calls it the six day double down because he's Ezra and he's cool. <laughs> and he loves coming up with nicknames does. for his campaigns, doesn't he, he? He does. He does. He's got some awesome names out there. But um, this one's really intense, right? I don't know how it would go over the service business, but e-commerce, you know, he just smashes. It's a 35 email campaign that he sends out in one month. So that's just huge. Wow, um, that's epic. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of that. But anyway, so yeah, saying the purpose of the emails is to email an offer to your community aggressively. And that's I think that's the key word there. And look, maybe it depends on your target market. And obviously you want to test this, but if your target market are unsubscribing from the start, then maybe this is not the right approach for you. But if they're not, then, you know, keep going because he gets – you know, he pretty much gets purchases from every one of these emails. He gets more towards the end of the campaign because that's the, you know, the end of the offer and that uh, old, um, you know, urgency motivator can be quite powerful. But yeah, he, he doesn't mind if he gets unsubscribed. So he got a huge list and the point is he gets sales from nearly every one of the emails that he sends in the 35 email campaign. So pretty powerful. And, and, and let's let's put this into context, right? These are not random emails of people that have had no interaction with his brand or the product or the messaging yeah, right yeah so and i think you know that that point about being aggressive I think too many businesses are not aggressive when it comes to this sort of thing. They feel bad. They say, yep. oh, I want to go softly, softly. Or they say exactly what you say, which is, I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of that. Mm. But, you know, I love when you think about this from a marketing point of view, you know, if your offer provides value to your customer, you're not scamming them, you're not ripping them off, you are, you know, truly, and you truly believe in what you're doing, then it's your responsibility to be aggressive and make sure they get the opportunity to experience the service or product that you have. So, you know, if you're only doing one email a month because you feel bad, turn it into four emails a month. If you're doing four emails a month, turn it into 12, you know, just eat and, and, and try it, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, deliver value and communicate on a more frequent basis, you may be surprised. I couldn't agree more, man. Yeah. And so really he's saying, you know, you need traffic, you need email addresses, you need conversions and you need repeat business. So the power of the email, you know, it's adding 30% to his business 
That's the repeat business side of it, okay, from existing customers mainly. And yeah, really, you want to concentrate on the lifetime value of the customer from your initial ads. And don't worry too much if you're not making that much money. If you've got a system like this set up, then you're going to make money off the back end of your marketing. And the nice thing too with automation is once you've set this process up and you know it converts, you can just feed every new person into the same system. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, you bet. He also mentioned that the the faceless brand is dead. He's mentioned that before. I think we've mentioned that a few times as well. Um, you don't necessarily need to put your face on there. and But if you do, it can be more powerful, but it could be somebody endorsing your product or it could just be, you know, like what we're calling the, the face of the brand, the brand identity. You want to have its own identity. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and making sure that your brand has a character that your consumers can relate to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah nice. so that's just a, a bit of an overview of, you know, sort of what Ezra spoke about. We've got a, you know, I guess we could go on for ages with uh, <laughs> with tips and trips from, from Ezra, but we have also done a, a few episodes based on the, the event that I went to of Ezra's, uh, which was in San Diego last year. And so if you go back through our archives of our Real Magic design podcast listen to them because there's a lot of tips in there that are still completely relevant today that Ezra still uses today but these were just sort of some of the new things that, it, that he went over at the event this year you and I both think that Ezra is a, a champ you know yeah. and this is not a love fest for Ezra but I, I think that you know in a, in a time where there is so there are so many different ways that you can market the strategies that Ezra has for messenger marketing and for email marketing, I think are priceless, you know, and the fact is the reason why we pump him up is because he shares this stuff and he shares it openly. There's no, I mean, he will literally go from beginning to end and show you every screenshot of every part of the campaign that he has done and he'll tell you how it's converted. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to copy what he's done but you can at least get the the formula, the structure, and then work out how to work it in your own business. He does encourage people to copy it. He says that on stage, go copy it. It works, right? So go to smartmarketer.com forward slash TCS18 and get his slides and you'll see exactly what Al's talking about. Nice. So my tip, and I bet yours is to go check out smartmarketer.com. And we've got, look, again, I've seen the notes that you've made. We have got at least another two or three episodes of killer content that is directly from the uh, Traffic and Conversion Summit. So listen, keep your ears open. And if you're not subscribing to our podcast, subscribe now so you get the rest of the episodes and enjoy our back catalogue. Thanks for being on the, the call today, listener. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Real Magic Podcast. Hear more at therealmagic.com.